I got you stuck off the realness. It is another edition of The Realist on Total Sports Live. I am Adil Royster, recording this on Tuesday. Podcast goes out on Wednesday. Monday night in Boston, uh, Baltimore Orioles center fielder Adam Jones, not Adam Pac-Man Jones, different sport, was the target of racial slurs, racial epitaphs, had things thrown at him it was just it was just a mess um the editor of total sports live Giovanni alford wrote a piece on the site today about what happened and um reaction to what happened monday night in boston so wanted to get him on the line and uh discuss the situation in boston and perhaps dive into the history of this behavior so on the line right now is the editor of total sports live jovan alford how you doing I'm doing good, man, and I'm uh, glad to be on the real list. This is the first time I've been on the real list. If people remember, I was we, we done many Monday morning conversations. Yeah, you're 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 actually technically my first guest on the Realist podcast. It's usually just been me. Yeah, I know. And now I'm the first one, so hey, I'm on the real list, and we're on here today because we got to talk about some real ish. Nice with this whole racism and people throwing stuff. It's just ridiculous. So you know, we got to talk about it. Hold on, hold on. We we have a we have a race issue in sports. Wait, wait a second. I thought I thought racism <laughs> I thought racism was over. No, I, I mean you would think, but I, I thought race- racism was done after we had a black president. At least that's that's what I was told. But anyway, I, I, I think that's what I was told too. But, uh, <laughs> I guess we missed a memo somewhere. Um, so Monday night, like walk, like try to walk me through like what happened. Monday night, pretty much what happened was a fan, a section of fans or whatever you want to call it, were shouting, you know, racial epithets, you know, racial slurs at. Baltimore Orioles outfielder Adam Jones, like you said, not to be confused with Pac-Man. This is the nice Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the nice Adam, they were shouting, you know, Rach calling him the N-word and things of that nature, and even throwing a bag of peanuts at him at the game. So that's pretty much what happened, and it's just just this, it's just this distasteful, disgusting, ignorant, whatever other words you want to use for it. Just, just pure, Just pure madness. There has been at least some kind of a positive response, has there not? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and as far as I know, the mayor of Boston definitely came out to um, kind of say, "All right, this is not something that should be happening in Boston." Like, has the commissioner come out and said anything, or like Red Sox ownership, anything like that? I think the commissioner came out. And, I think the commission, yeah, the commissioner did come out and say something about it i know that for a fact um i think i think the red sox might have too apparently so there has been a very strong positive reaction that reaction to this you know trying to not paint the city in this type of race racist you know type of view and it's been positive i know last night um 
the fan, you know, the Red Sox confirmed to USA Today last night after the game. You know, I mean, or it confirmed to them that they were able to. You, they, they ejected the fan, and you know, and they and and that was that. But it's just, it's just crazy. But so far, the response has been positive. And even today, the Red Sox and Orioles obviously played today. Played earlier on this evening at seven oh five and. Adam Jones got actually a, a, a nice warm round of applause from the fans that were in attendance at Fenway, so that was great to see. I did see that on Twitter. It was the MLB put out that the Red Sox fans in attendance tonight actually mm-hmm. gave um, Adam Jones a standing ovation for the right. entirety that he was in the the batter's box or the, um, the on-deck circle. Mm-hmm. But... Let me just get back to something, like a concept that like we as Philadelphia fans, we know something about. And that's the idea of perception. Right. As long as I've been a Philadelphia sports fan that pays attention for any period of time, we have the perception of being some of the quote-unquote worst fans in the country, despite... Uh-huh. Things that happen in, for example, San Francisco, where I believe it was either a Dodgers fan in San Francisco or a Giants fan in Los Angeles was put in a coma. And, yep. um, there's also that one report, which I thought was despicable, how a Penguins fan, I believe it was a couple of years ago, um, like on an escalator, like knocked out a pregnant woman that was in attendance at a Penguins game. And I never understood why... You know, Philadelphia gets the perception that we do, and it sticks. Wherein other cities, more and more egregious things happen, and there's no talking about it. I mean, maybe there has been. There was a passionate display by uh, Michael Wilbon on today's uh, Pardon the Interruption on ESPN. Personally, I don't watch First Take or any of that nonsense, so I don't know if Stephen A. Smith did anything. I don't know if uh, Max Kellerman did anything. I'm sure they probably did. I just haven't seen any clips. But I guess for lack of a better phrase, like, what up with that? (laughs) It's crazy because, like you said, Philadelphia gets this bad rap, you know, the whole Negadelphia-type attitude. They'll still reference, you know, oh, they are the same fans that threw snowballs at Santa Claus when they don't know the real story behind that. I mean, if you haven't heard the real story about it, there's a thing called Google and YouTube. You can watch videos on it. It's pretty clear why they booed him. It had nothing to be. It had nothing to do with them about fans being ignorant or anything like that. So it's just crazy how those fans get that type of like staple. That staple of this is the type of behavior that they. You know that they are. They're negative. They're you know they're this. They're that. But like you said, you see more greed to stuff happening. Like I said, the baseball fan that gets put in a coma, or the pregnant woman that gets punched out at a hockey, at a hockey game. Like what's up with that? Or we've seen videos over the past couple of years of you know fights breaking out at football games where people getting getting stabbed at. Right? But none of that's called out. None of that behavior is called out. It's always oh well that's a separate incident. But look, look at Philadelphia. Look what they did. Like twenty, thirty something years, forty something years ago, and we're still paying for that. Like almost, like almost fifty years after the fact, or over fifty years after the fact, and it just gets on my nerves sometimes. And this is the the racism in this country, and the mm-hmm. growing amount of 
racial tension. Like this has been brewing for quite some time. And it's things like this that just fuel the fire a little bit. And unfortunately, this is not some isolated incident in the city of Boston. There is a history of ugly displays of racism in the city of Boston. One of the greatest basketball players, in my opinion, the greatest center that ever played the game, Bill Russell, in a story that I read on Complex.com today. Bill Russell refers to Boston as the quote-unquote flea market of racism. It's insane to me that like something like that happens in a city like Boston, and it just it just keeps fueling the fire. Byron Scott's had something to say about Boston embracing black players. Um, Gary Matthews Jr. had racial comments thrown at him at Fenway Park. Tory Hunter. Um, the Brew, David Price. David Price. And it doesn't just stop at Red Sox fans. Even the Bruins fans. Uh, Joel Ward a couple years ago. Um, P.K. PK Subban most recently. Like, I don't... I just don't understand why... It's, it's all about perception. And if Boston has this perception, it's going to be a really hard thing to shake. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And then if you're, say, a free agent or, you know, a team or a, a college player, you know, say if you're in the NBA or whatever, and you're declaring for the NBA draft, and you're like, oh, man, Boston might get one of these top, these, one of these top spots, and you're thinking, okay, if they get the number one pick, you're thinking if you're like, this is, for example, if you're Martel Fultz or Lonzo Ball or whatever, and Boston gets number one pick. Do you want to or Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson? Do you think you say? Do you do you, do you think to yourself and say, Do I want to go there and be a part of that city and deal with this? And I don't want on to, a daily basis. And I don't want to condemn an entire city for right. the act of a bunch of knuckleheads. But this is something that Philly has had to deal with. Mm-hmm. We are perceived a certain way because of a bunch. of a couple of knuckleheads. It's going to happen. It's bound to happen. And that's something that Boston's going to have to deal with. And it's something that the city is going to have to curb pronto. But the thing is, will they curb it? They, it's like, okay, this incident, because it got such a huge reaction on social media and everything like that, now you have, you know, like you said, Major League Baseball Commissioner Man- Manfred speaking out the, the Boston and the mayor of Boston speaking out, okay. So it took all of this just for a response to happen now, but you couldn't elicit a response when this happened previously and many more times at Fenway Park. People say this at the David Price, uh, and Adam Jones again, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, CC Sabathia, uh, Vernon Adams. Uh, I think they said this in the story I read on uh, Hardball Talk, you know. When they said, I think they said, mentioned, you know, a Vernon Adams was created, and he said, one place you don't want to play at is Fenway Park, another park because of the fans. Barry Bonds also has some issues with, you know, the fans with Boston. So it's like, it yeah. took this incident now just to get a response. But In- this has been happening for a long time. In 2004, right, you bring up Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds said, like, this was 2004, it was towards the end of his career. He was asked if he would be open to playing in the American League. He said yes, but Boston is absolutely, positively out of the question. And he called the city, quote-unquote, too racist. Hey. I, uh, 
and I don't want to. I know this is going to sound naive. I know it happens in cities all across America. So I don't want to say that like I'm too naive to think that this doesn't happen in Boston. But I guess the question now becomes, what now? Like, what happens? in the future if this happens in Boston because you probably under you probably already know what my response is if I find out if I'm the owner of the Red Sox and I have a name and I have a picture of this this I'm not going to I'm not even going to be nice and sugarcoated this idiot if I have a name and picture of this idiot then my response is okay your picture is now up at um Ticket offices everywhere. Security will have your picture. You are 100% hereby banned from Fenway Park. Period. Exactly. End of discussion. Gotcha. Like that. That would be that would be my move. And especially when you think about how large the waiting list is for Red Sox season tickets, or just to go to just to go up to Boston and get a ticket on StubHub for a Red Sox game is insane. It's an insane process. It's not easy to get into a Red Sox game. Even when they were like mediocre, going to a Red Sox game was almost impossible. Yeah, I mean like I, and I think that'd be the, that that is a uh, well, people might people might think that's an extreme approach, but that's an kind of approach you have to take. You have to take because you have to set the president. You have to you have to put your foot down and say this is not going to be tolerated. If you act a certain type of way, you will be reprimanded. You because not only is this not only are you making yourself like an idiot, you're making this our our organization look like an idiot. You're making our fan base look bad. You're making our city look bad. It's not just about the individual individual person. It's about the wider, you know, grander scale of things. And I don't want to completely, I don't want to completely mess on the city of Boston. They actually have a pretty storied history in terms of black athletes in professional sports. The Boston Bruins were. The first team to have an African-American hockey player. He was Afro-Canadian technically, but we'll take it. Um, the Boston Braves were one of the first five teams to have an African-American baseball player mm-hmm. when Jackie Robinson broke that barrier. So I don't want to completely condemn the city of Boston. But after last night and this growing list of history, I know it's an ex- I know it's an extreme way to do this, but have we reached the point where the city of Boston, professional teams in Boston, is it time to deploy kind of an extreme response to this behavior? Uh, that's tough because then people will say, well, what do you mean by an extreme response? Like, what would be the extreme response to take when it, when it comes to this? Well, yeah, that would be the, thing. the the extreme would be um, if we find out who you are, you're banned from ever attending. Right. Um, like for example, if it happened at a Red Sox game, you'd mm-hmm. be barred from going to Red Sox games, Celtics games, vice versa, Bruins games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like that would be the extreme. Like I don't know what the low level of that because right. I don't I don't think a judge anywhere in America is going to find. Somebody like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, for example, for that kind of behavior. No, no, they're not going. They're not going to do. They're not going to do that in the court of law. And what you going to say, throw them in, 
throw them in the stadium jail. Nah, that 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 won't that won't solve the yeah that won't solve the issue either. And it only and it only creates like more of a negative stereotype. We know a little something about jail inside of a stadium, so I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. the best idea. <laughs> right. Um, the city of Boston, they have the whole the Boston strong idea, which is just fantastic. But mm-hmm. I think that. Actions like this and the content, like I said, the continuing list of these things happening is kind of contradictory to what Boston Strong is all about. And if that is something you want to hang your hat on, this is something you're going to have to curb as soon as humanly effing possible. You got to. I mean, I don't know. You got to you got to install some sort of band code of conduct or something like that. Like if we hear you this, that and the third you're ejected and if you you're ejected and like you said there will be other actions taken like you said you could you'll be you could be banned for you know x amount of games or or forever you know you 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 gotta set you gotta set the rules and put your foot down because like you said they have this boston strong thing which is you know like you said it's all great and well and everything but having this issue doesn't help it. It hurts it because people say, well, you're touting Boston is strong because, you know, Boston is strong is for everybody in the city of Boston. But how is it for everybody when you have people still being racist towards other people that are different from them? And it just goes it it just goes back to perception and how a situation is looked at at a given time in that moment. Like, for example, I remember shortly after the election, my sister got me tickets to a Flyers game. And it was almost right after the election. And a lot of what was going on in terms of um, racist graffiti, um, slight writing, not like, you know, BLM writing writing or anything like that, but um, pro-Nazi propaganda. I don't want to say it was all happening in South Philadelphia. Don't get me wrong. It was not all happening down there. But that was the place where I heard the most of it going on. Right. It was the presence. There was the presence of pro-Nazi propaganda down there. And I had to ask myself, and I, we have a mutual friend. His name is Greg. I honestly had to ask him, like, dude, should I go to this Flyers game? Is South Philadelphia conducive for an African American man going to a hockey game? And I almost felt, I felt bad that I actually had to pull that question from right. for somebody else, because I always viewed sports as all inclusive, and mm-hmm. anybody can go, no yep. matter what the sport, no matter what your culture. And the fact that I had to pull that question to other people, it mm-hmm. made me a little sad. And, and, that's, and, 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 that. and that's because of the perception that I had at the time. And right. th- it just goes back to the Boston idea that if you're perceived negatively, that is going to affect you and it's going to linger. So it's something you want to put a stop to. It's something that you, like you said, you want to put your foot down hard on. You got to because it, you might you might say, oh, okay, yeah. This little one, this one incident, you know, it's not a problem, but it could have, it could have huge, you know, huge actions, you know, it, it can have huge consequences. Excuse me. I mean, 
Like I said, free agents. If I'm an African-American free agent playing baseball or or basketball or football, you say to yourself, do I really want to put up with that for X amount of years, despite what the money might be? Do I really want to put myself in that situation and have to deal with that? Do I I really want to put myself through that? Here's here's where that may or may not be an issue. Because from everything that I've seen, the majority, it's coming from, like, teams visiting. Like, hometown, hometown, hometown African-American Boston players don't get... Uh, quote unquote, the business that. Well, that's a messed up double standard. Then. That's a totally. that's a horrific double standard. I think Jackie Bradley Jr. said something about this in 2014, but it's still a messed up double standard. Like, <laughs> messed up. Uh, so I don't I don't know how badly Boston's going to suffer from that perspective, but mm-hmm. from another perspective, if like for example, like. African American players don't want to go to Boston as a visitor because of this problem. That's right. something that could happen, and that's yeah, going to hurt that team's business. Yeah, definitely could. Oh, okay. I I don't want to go. I don't want to play there. I'll go stay somewhere else. It's like I'm not. <laughs> and, I'm not going. I'm not going out on that field. You crazy? Right. I don't want to put myself in harm's danger, or you know. Because it is, it is harm's danger. Adam Jones is literally playing baseball on the outfield and gets called the inward and people throwing and, and a dude throwing a bag of peanuts at him. Like, come on, man! Like, you gotta, you. Uh, I mean, for for people that do that type of stuff, you know, throwing objects at African Americans or hanging objects at African Americans in sports or whatever. If you're if if you're that strongly dis if you if you strongly dislike African Americans that bad, you gotta come a lot of hell, you gotta come a hell of a lot harder than throwing peanuts or a <laughs> banana or hanging a banana at a at a college campus. Like, come on, like, dude, if, if if you really feel that strong, then then then, then come harder. But if you're gonna do that, then 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 you're you're a fool. I mean. <sighs> I don't want to give people the idea to, like, set up a clan rally in the middle of, like, left field and Fenway. <laughs> but I, I, I see, what, you, I see right. what you're saying, but I'm hoping it won't get taken to those extremes. All right, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want that? <laughs> but, like, I, and like I was saying before, like, I do not, I do not want to condemn an entire city because of a few knuckleheads. But, exactly. for real, Boston fans. Take it from us Philly fans. Listen, knuckleheads are going to cost you a lot of positive vibe in America. I'm telling you this. I'm warning you. Fix this problem. Seriously. Get this mess under control. Hey, do you, I mean, think about this. Boston has the Boston Marathon, stuff like that. Do you have an African-American in your run? Do you want to go up here? And running that without the fear of somebody shouting da, 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 inward, or let me throw this at you. Like, uh, listen, do you want to put yourself in that situation? Listen, I'm just saying, not to be not to be racist, but this is definitely a stereotype. Right, <laughs> Africans win a lot of damn marathons. I'll just put that out there, and I'll just say that. Right, right, right. Yeah, we can leave. We, yeah, hey, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. We, we gotta give. We gotta give respect because they do put in that work. It, they do put they in that work. work. The Africans, the Jamaicans, work. yeah, they they do work on those on those marathons and those track fields. Okay. 
Well, I'm glad that we can always come together despite a ridiculously political topic and, like, have a conversation about it and even have a laugh or two. So, Jovan, thanks for coming on The Realist. I enjoyed having you here. I, I don't know why it took me so long, for, to be perfectly honest. You just had to find the right topic, and this is the perfect topic because I am the type of person that people people that that don't know me know how I feel about when it comes to certain issues when it comes to race, but I don't project that. So when it's a topic like this, I'm always down to talking about it. And it's topics like this why I feel like I started the realist. So I mm-hmm. I can never I can never thank you enough to have an opportunity have a platform for this. Hey, that's what it's for. It's 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 for everybody in, being inclusive. You know, things that <laughs> Red Sox fans in some of them should be all for inclusiveness, not just because hey, there's a black guy on my team. Or there's a black guy on the opposing team, and I should boo him and call him all different types of languages. You know, it's all being inclusive with everybody. Well, I appreciate taking the time. Uh, check out Jovan's column on what happened Monday night, as well as all kinds of content on Total Sports Live. I personally did a column this week on why the Clippers should just blow that bitch up. Uh, Kaylee came out over the past weekend with a nice hockey column how injuries are kind of putting a bad mark on the NHL playoffs like Sidney Crosby just went out like the concussion like that's that's definite he definitely has a concussion so he's at least going to miss game 4 game 5 is Saturday but all kinds of content up now coming soon on Total Sports Live we got Kevin O'Connor cranking out Philly's columns it's going to be awesome it's a beautiful time. It's very so beautiful time. On, so why not go on totalsportslive.com? Why not? Why not? Thanks again, Jovan. Hope to have you again on The Realist sooner, hopefully, rather than later. No problem. Always glad to be on. Thanks, to everybody, for listening, subscribing, and we will talk to you soon next time on The Realist. Check out totalsportslive.com. Yeah.